All right, so the official Jets podcast back better than ever. We have a video this time. 2019 is upon us. Jets-Bills is this Sunday, and we kick things off this week with Valentine Holmes, who's really the 11th practice squad player for the Jets. He's exempt because he's part of the International Pathway Program, which is why there are 11 practice squad players and not 10. This guy's a fascinating character. <laughs> he's done a lot of things early in his life. And he was a star yeah. in the rugby league. Yeah, I don't think people understand that. Well, Ty Montgomery understands it because <laughs> yes, he, he said that, listen, this, I looked this guy up after the Jets signed him, and he's like Michael Jordan. <laughs> okay, so throughout the season, we're kicking things off with Val Holmes, but throughout the season, we're going to be taking fan questions. Once we know who's going to be on the pod, we'll tweet it out. If you have questions, tweet at one of us. We'll ask the guest on the podcast. And – where can you find the podcast? You didn't ask that, but I'm going to answer it for you. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, really wherever you can find podcasts. Make sure to leave a review. And you know, is there anything else you want to add in here? No, let's bring in Val. All right. All right, so we're kicking off the official Jets podcast. Back officially in the 2019 season, Val Holmes, thanks for joining us. You're batting leadoff for us, so that means you're up first. Okay. And a lot there, of pressure. There's, there's no pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure, no pressure. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for coming on. Uh, I think fans have a thousand questions for you because your story is just so interesting. So I, I just kind of want to start things off by what gave you the itch to want to come overseas and pursue an NFL career? Yeah, it's um, it probably started back in 20, at the end of 2016. Um, myself and another player from Rugby League uh, got the opportunity to train in LA in front of a few teams. They put us through a pretty much like a a combine type um, training drills and stuff like that and our managers had organized all that stuff so I don't know how they um, you know got in touch with those guys and then um, we, th- we put us through all that we've never done anything like that before and they were quite happy and pleased with how we you know took everything in and, and did the drills and executed and didn't make really any mistakes mm-hmm. um, and then obviously it's quite big in Australia you know a lot of us boys watch it you know everyone plays the the fantasies and and stuff like that so it's uh it's um quite big not just you know nfl you got you know the nba some people watch hockey Mm -hmm. baseball um american sports uh, did they select you to do that combine type training or did you and your Um, buddy say we want to try to do this well i had no idea he was doing it my manager came to me and asked me if it was something you know, it was all paid for. It was all the trip mm. was everything uh, paid for, and I thought might as well as the end of our um, the year for us. So we were on holidays, and um, it, was, it was always something that I would have been interested in doing. And um, you know, for the opportunity to come up, it was good, and you know, I got to kind of experience. It was just at a little high school in LA. Um, you know, I got to meet some of the scouts there. There was quite a few. I think there was over about 15 mm-hmm. different clubs there. So it was um, it's probably the most nervous I've ever been for something. And I've played in grand finals. I've played over 100 games back home, and this is that was probably the most nervous I've been um, trying to perform in front of so, people with clipboards and someone I didn't know. So growing up in Australia, who were the guys that you looked up to in the sports world? And you said, hey, I watch a little bit of American football. Were there guys that you said, I, I really look up to that yeah. dude? Obviously, when I was a kid, I had, uh, my idols were in rugby league. Um, you know, I got to play alongside some guys that I never thought I would would have or, or and also play against but as I got older and, and it was just more so in the last few years um I've been watching you know NFL and, and basketball as any American sport closely more so NFL 
Uh, and I love like all the obviously the receivers and running backs. You know their their swagger and how they kind of play and um, you know treat every game. It's it's awesome to see. They all got they're very talented and you know very special in their own kind of way. But my favorite player is the you know kind of watches highlights before my games. A few years ago, it was Odell Beckham. You know when he first yeah. came on, I'm sure a lot of people would have done that. But um, he was probably my favorite player. And he kind of motivated me to try and make the move to. Um, come over and pursue something like this. But have you uh, had a chance to talk to him at all? Nah, no, nah, not at all. It's, um, and I've obviously seen. I've been watching him very closely. Um. You gonna tell him anything pre-game week two? <laughs> nah, probably not. Uh, listen, uh, Greens. I think this is a fascinating deal because mixed reaction from uh, folks in Australia when you decided to make this attempt, you're going over to play with the New York Jets through the International Pathway Program right. because a lot of people are like, we want you back, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it was obviously uh, mixed emotions. There was a lot of people that were obviously excited and, and wanted to follow how I went because I was a fellow um, rugby league guy named Jared Hayne that kind right. of did the same thing. He, uh, went, he, he was the 49ers yeah. running back, right? Yeah, and obviously he did quite well, so um, – you know, there was a lot of people that supported him and, and really, you know, wanted him to go well. And they probably had the same, you know, people wanted him to stay because he was really mm-hmm. good in, um, in our sport. So you're obviously going to get guys that are disappointed in, in, in you leaving and, um, you know, wanting you to stay for the for that team. I was with the Cronulla Sharks and there was a lot of fans that were, you know, not happy that I had left. But I'm sure over these past few weeks they've been pretty excited. How difficult, uh, how difficult was it for you to make that decision? Because I, I don't know if fans know this, but, and I don't mean to make you feel uncomfortable, but you're a pretty big deal back home. So I, I don't know what the comparison would be for the opposite. Like if an if an NFL player decided to go play in rugby league, but for you personally, how difficult was it for you to say, you know what, I want to put away what I'm doing here right now, even though I'm good at it and I want to try something yeah. that's different? Yeah, it was very difficult. It was, um, obviously, I was... I had felt like I had a pretty good come off a pretty good year, and I was um, coming off contract as well, which you know obviously played a part in a little bit of it. Um, but I had a, you know, the, the team I was with Sharks, they had offered me a pretty good deal to stay, and but it was just something that I've you know I kind of live with is to not have any regrets, and I've really felt like I strongly would have regretted not you know giving this up a crack or especially with the opportunity that came up with that pathway, mm-hmm. the international pathway, it was you know I felt like it was just a calling for me and. Um, ever since I kind of did it, um, you know, I've been excited since being here, and um, I'm pretty happy I made that decision coming over. We'll jump back to football in a minute, but uh, what's the biggest differences as far as living is concerned? Coming over here, you're living in New Jersey right now, but you've been to New York multiple times. I know prior to this, you've cited the beaches and the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, – Obviously, Sydney's quite expensive as well, so it wasn't too much of a of a change. But I had my own place there, so it was um, a little bit bit better. I had a car and stuff like that as well. So it's um, you know I don't really have all that kind of accessories at the moment. But you know I live quite close to the facility at the moment, and it's quite easy to to get back and forth. But the most the most important thing is my coffee. I, I really <laughs> do miss that, and and also Bluestone have sent me some coffee beans because they must have seen I've said that a few times. So it's a it's an Australian cafe in um, yeah. in New York City there, and they're doing really well. So um, <laughs> they've sent me some coffee, and I've been having it at home. How so many so. how many coffees do you have a day, ounces wise? Here, yeah, I probably have one or sometimes none just because I 
isn't the word to really find a nice one, but back home, so <laughs> two or three. <laughs> now, now, Greens grew up in Manhattan, so he yeah. should have a couple places for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I know where most of the Well, I'm not a Manhattan coffee drinker, are. though. Yeah. It, is that weird? I'm, I don't drink coffee. No, I know. I've met a lot of guys that haven't. So, yeah. Each their own, I guess. Was it oh, difficult to get it. a, a – yeah, you you definitely need it. <laughs> well, was it was it difficult to get adjusted to the driving on the opposite side of the road when you came here? Um, I haven't really driven. He oh, doesn't okay. have a car. So, but oh, I okay. do understand it would be quite difficult. So how do you get to work every day? Um, I have his little scooter that I ride. I love that. Ty Montgomery, let me borrow. It's a, <laughs> a bird scooter. Hold on, so. whose is it? Is it Ty's? Or yeah, is it? yeah. It's, is it, it's one of the elect- like the bird yeah, scooters? Yeah. Or? yeah, it's a bird scooter. It's an electric one. It's, it takes like five minutes to get here. That's it's great. A little, uh, shortcut through the there's like these buildings so you can just cut through the. Oh, uh, that's great! So you don't even need to go on the main road. No, nah. no, he was actually riding that in the locker room the other day. Yeah. I think <laughs> I saw you riding in the locker room. Yeah, I ride it straight <laughs> to my straight to my locker. You you know I, I was looking I was printing something earlier today. I saw someone riding a scooter out the window. It might have been you. It would have been me. What, would it be Blake Cashman? Because it I thought for a second from a distance it might have been him too. He might have one. Were I you mean, wearing a hat on your way into work? Yeah. And it was definitely you. What yeah. does Jamal Adams has, have? Uh, he has like a motorcycle scooter looking oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. I think it's like an electric bike. Type yeah, yeah. It's more of an electric him. bike. You yeah. should ask him to borrow that one. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That. <laughs> so I, I want to, I mean, I want to touch on a thousand things, but in particular, you told me this when you signed, that you basically casually ran the New York City Marathon. Like, you didn't really train for it. You just kind of said, okay, yeah, I'll do it. I'll sign up. And then you ran 26.2 miles or whatever it is. That's psychotic, Valentine. Yeah, yeah it was um, obviously my wife has, has done it three or four times, and their family are fitness freaks, so they love running. Um, and they've, I've, I've supported them in the past three years, and I thought I might as well give it a crack if I can. If, if I don't <laughs> finish, I could always just bail and, you know, meet them at the end. But. Oh, like I said, I didn't train because I was in season the whole year, so <laughs> I couldn't really. You, know, you literally didn't have any program. Nah, well, I'm because I was with the Sharks at the time, so it's not like I can just run for 10Ks after a game or before a game because I'd be stuffed by the time we play the next week. So and I just, this was I just in treated season? in season as my training for the marathon because I knew I was doing it from the start of the year. So, so New York City Marathon's October, correct? Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> what kind? Of, what was your average mile? Um, well, and I was in, the in four and a half hours. So what did that mean? I don't know. So I didn't really. I was just like, did you run with? Yeah, if you, if you ask, I'm not gonna try to do the yeah. math, but yeah, I've never I mean, run was, a marathon. I was just happy I finished it. I didn't. I did not think I was gonna, you know, even get close to to finishing it. But was your wife first. encouraging you, yeah, or yeah. was so she, she like, you're she never gonna be able to do this? Nah, she's real. Um, <laughs> she really helped me out with it. She stayed with me the whole time. Um, she could have easily just ran off and finished it. What's lot, her best time? She's done it in like three hours, 50 or Oh, something. my God. Yeah. Would you ever do it again? No. I already <laughs> told her it's the first and last. I mean, I'm happy I did it. You get like a gold medal and yeah, stuff Yeah, it's like, like a that. lifetime achievement yeah, doing like that. Like how many pe- people can oh, say that? Okay, but it, so this is fascinating because it, it, I'm thinking of you and, and you're a young guy, but I'm, I'm saying bucket list already. You're right, already, yeah. You, oh, you, I already did the I, New York City Marathon. You have already played in the National Football League, uh, preseason <laughs> action. I mean, what else is on that list as far as Val Holmes is concerned? I don't know. It all seems to be in New York, though. But, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure. It's, um, my wife and I always say we, we've lived a, 
an extreme roller coaster lifestyle these past few years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, moving from a small town to Sydney, uh, I've made some rep teams there, and it's just been you know up and down. I've won a grand final, like I said. It's um, and she's been there through it all, and to move over to New York City and and also do the marathon, it's um, you know something that we right. at this age wouldn't think we'd be here. So it's we're just trying to you know just have fun while we're while we're doing this, and you know you can get one life to live, so why not? Let's talk about some of your countrymen. Or country people, I should say. A lot of people say that when we bring up rugby, I say it's not rugby; it's the rugby league. Talk about the significant. Oh yeah, that, that, that's a very big deal. Because yeah. people take that personally. People over. came at us yes. like when you signed here, and we put rugby. People said, "No, no, no! It has to be rugby league." And yeah. you know, we had no idea. Yeah. So there's two. Major, there's a rugby union which everyone calls rugby. Mm-hmm. It's like either 15 a side or um, there's sevens rugby. Um, the USA team's quite good at seven, so that's probably why it gets a bit um, confused and lost in there. But uh, rugby league is only played in England and Australia and New Zealand, so that's probably why it's not like worldwide like rugby mm-hmm. union is. And um, but I feel like it's getting there. A lot of people are starting to know it. Hopefully, a lot of people more in America know it now. And um, you know, obviously Jordan Mailata played for the plays for the Eagles. He mm-hmm. played rugby league as well. Um, and when I remember when he first you know got drafted and stuff, they were saying he's a rugby star in Australia, but it was rugby league again. <laughs> but Jared Hayne played rugby league. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like it's getting out there. It's um, it's just obviously not worldwide. Like you know, everyone knows the All Blacks, the South African team, right. and all that. So that's all rugby union. They play 15 aside, but you have 13 aside, and mm-hmm. the rules are completely different. So, But it's, you could do both. I mean, I used to play rugby union, yes, in school. Um, I haven't played in a while, but it wouldn't be as hard as the transition it is to, to the NFL. So how many of you, your current teammates fully understand, I know Ty Montgomery is one of them, fully know about your success in Australia? Because I, I've, from where I sit, it comes off that you came in, you just didn't really say anything, that, and your teammates probably thought, oh, it's an Australian guy trying to come over, not realizing how successful you were overseas. So how many teammates fully know and understand? Well, I know our whole running back class know because Ty made the coach put my highlights up <laughs> in front of everyone. So Ty blew up your spot? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's been talking to a lot of a lot of the boys about it. And, um, you know, Frankie, Louvu knows, Harvey, uh, Bronson. They kind of, um, you know, know mm-hmm. who I am just a little bit, and obviously now, um, but it was more so just a running back class. I, I'm not really out here to tell everyone what I did. Yeah, um, which is very respectable, by the way. Yeah. I, I I very much enjoy the the way that you came across that. Yeah, it was just, um, you know, I was obviously putting that behind me, and I just wanted to focus on this and you know try and make a stamp in this game. What was your favorite moment over there in the rugby league? Probably winning the grand final for my team. It was. So since we've been, it was on our 50th year that the club's been, you know, alive or started. And it was on the 50th year we won. It was the first ever. Um, there's been like so many great players that have played at the club and the team we had. It was in 2016. We went, we won 15 games in a row, drew, drew the 16th, and then lost the 17th or whatever. But to win 15 in a row in that competition is is really hard to do. And I just felt like we had a great year that year. That was the year I played for Australia as well at the end of the year. Um, Won a grand final. I was twenty one. It was, yeah, that well, was probably my most favorite kind of memorable year or time. How much is that free form as far as that game is concerned compared to now you're over here in the NFL where 
everything scripted. Yeah. Yeah. You go huddle up for yeah. 30 seconds before uh, a snap. Yeah, it's it's completely different. You obviously, you know, this is, uh, I feel like it's a real, real team sport. Every player literally needs to be in the right spot, needs to know what they're doing, needs to block the right person or, mm-hmm. you know, leave the right person or whatever. And um, that's how you kind of get down the field where in rugby league it's... Um, you know, if you obviously there's some set plays and stuff you got to do, but you know, one one or two players can kind of open up the match. Um, you know, every now and then by just breaking the line, and you can't like have blockers for you, so you're gonna do it. You know, free free hand for yourself. You just got to try and create space and create create a hole or a line break. Yeah. So uh, take us through, I guess, the first time you put on pads in practice, you put on the helmet, you buckle up your chin strap, you go in the huddle, and you know the ball's coming to you. <laughs> Like, what is going through your head and you, you get hit and you go down or whatever, you stay up in training camp and just take us through your head, your emotions, and the first time that you got a good pop, like, are, are you saying, like, what are you feeling at that yeah. moment? Well, it's actually, the running back coach helped me out for a little while just to make sure I understand the game, understand the, the play calls and stuff like that, which was really good. I needed that. Um, it was probably like a few weeks in where I got my first you know, proper run in. I think it was, I don't know if it was seven on seven or if it was actually 11, like I said. Might have been that first but. scrimmage, right? That Saturday scrimmage that you guys had out here? As far as oh, that was, taking that yeah, first hit. Yeah, that was probably pretty much my first hit. I mean, we've we've always to like hold each other up right, like yeah. in the spring, but um, first contact session would have been that one. And, you know, I definitely felt that. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously we've got to try and, you know, just get up at all times and, you know, because the defense obviously, you know, like to layer up if you know mm. they pull off a good hit. So I tried to just get up straight away, you know, thinking that it was nothing. So, but I definitely <laughs> felt it. How, how different is a hit, you know, a hit like that versus taking a big hit back home? Um, it's a little bit different only because well, I didn't see that coming, so I had no idea he was coming. Yeah, right. Obviously, you lose a bit of peripheral vision, and he's just come flying in from the side, and I was all I was focused on was trying to get to the end zone. Um, but in rugby league and rugby union, um, you can kind of see who's coming to try and tackle you. Mm. So you can either brace for it or you can evade them somehow or, you know, you can prepare to get tackled. But in this in this league, it's uh, they come and find it and the safeties, if you're catching a ball, facing your quarterback, the safety can come and just clean you up where you can't really do that in rugby league. It's right. got to be, you know, it's all kind of in front of you. You mentioned Ty a couple times, and you mentioned in your position coach, Jim Bob Cooter. Is Ty kind of taking you under his wings a little bit? Yeah, definitely, especially in, um, you know, in April in our spring camp. He was, um, you know, we were all living at the Ave together. Would He would help me out like pretty much every day at training. Even we did some study sessions at the Ave on our days off. So he was one person that, you know, really, you know, helped me throughout this kind of transition into the NFL with the Jets and, you know, he's um he's helped me out a lot. Whether it's because he's um obviously transitioned from wing ah uh, wing sorry receiver to to running back, and he knows a lot. So he's um you know helped me out a lot through this, and also you know the other boys have helped me out a lot as well. Le'Veon, but since Le'Veon Bell's been coming in, all he's been saying is lower your pads, just because um in the first few games I was running quite high. Yeah. And, you know the players were getting under me, so I needed to lower my pads, and I felt like in that last game I was doing that a lot and. That was just from these guys just you know, keep getting into me and mm-hmm. help me out. Why the success in the passing game? Because a lot of guys, I would imagine, <laughs> might be making the transition and say, well, I can take a handoff and I'll try to find the hole. But 
you seem to be quite adequate as far as catching the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I just, you know, a lot of the boys have mentioned that I've had, you know, that I've got good hands and and can catch a ball. And um, obviously, the quarterbacks are quite real. They're quite good, and they can put it on the spot for you. And um, so, I, don't know, I just feel like when I do get moved, motioned out, or if I am like kind of in the slot out in out wide, I just feel like. You know, not you're not out there that often. I try mm-hmm. and make the most of every opportunity I get out there, and um, you know, I got pretty lucky that every time I was out there, he threw it to me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, moving forward now, we talked a lot about lifetime goals and whatnot, but in terms of this year, you're the 11th practice squad player. You have an exemption because of the international pathway program. What is your goal now, as as terms of uh, as far as growth goes as an NFL player taking this year at, on the practice squad and trying to improve your game throughout this year before next spring and training camp and so on yeah just the you know I wanted to experience the whole season um you know obviously we go to home games and stuff and, and we'll watch all the games and just experience what it's like throughout the week taking it how serious it is because it's a, a real game it's not a, a preseason game and um, you know, obviously get better at everything I have to do. Um, and just, you know, I'm just trying to kind of be on my feet. Around. I'm not looking too far into the future at what I want to do, but, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm really excited to be here. I'm very grateful that Jets gave me that opportunity to, to be on the practice squad. And, you know, I'm just here for, to support the boys and help them out wherever I can on the, on the field to, for that scout. How long team. have you and Natalia been together? You just got married in April and, um, <laughs> What has she meant to you uh, throughout your life? Yeah, we've actually been together since high school, so it's um, high school sweethearts, as you call it. She's pretty much been my rock. She's you know been there through everything I've done, from when I I was in under twenties and through uh, when I started playing first grade. She was always there to support me, and um, and now she's over here on the other side of the world. She left her family, and we've got a little dog, and she was really you know sad to leave leave Leo, so. Um, you know, she left her, left everyone for me and to obviously be here with me. And, um, you know, she does things like that, which, you know, really helps me out in, in you know, everything I'm doing. And, um, yeah, she's pretty much, you know, been the one that's kind of been, been pushing me. Where did you guys go on your honeymoon before you came to New York? We actually haven't done a honeymoon as of oh, well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, well, when well, I got married, it was two days later I came to training camp. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then, where would you like to honeymoon? Yeah, uh, we've been talking about going to the Maldives. Um, yeah, that sounds nice. That we've both wanted to do for a while, but we all know it's quite expensive. But we'll um, try to figure that out in the off season. I just want to. Do you have anything else? I have one final question. If you go, go for it. All right. This is this is kind of a random question. So I've been to Australia a couple times, and a lot of Australians have pretty good American accents. Do you have a good American accent? I don't have a good accent, but I've picked up a few, you know, words that the boys be saying, and it's only like little. Okay, kind of words, well, like it? what? Um, you know, some of the boys say "finna." <laughs> I, like, yeah. I, I know what that means, and and it's uh, you know, I always hear it on movies or uh-huh. songs or some of that, so it's that's pretty cool. Um, shit, you put me on the spot. Um, you take your time. Yeah, I don't know. Just I used to live with a guy, JJ. Jones in the in the spring and he's from Mississippi down south so mm-hmm. he'd whenever he'd talk I'd barely understand what he was saying but <laughs> um, he'd say some some crazy stuff that you know it'd be you just see it in movies because yeah. obviously we all watch um, 
you know, American movies, it's um, quite cool to kind of be around it and mm-hmm. and all that. But um, maybe if you get me on, I might be able to. All right. Well, let, ne- next time I see you in the locker room, <laughs> yeah. you can uh, you who, can let me know. Who's your favorite actor? You're talking about movies. Yeah. Oh, can't go past Denzel. Denzel. Yeah. Denzel. I so like you, him. So I like. Um, I wanted oh, to know. Shit. I wanted to know if you were going to Crow there, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've only seen a few of his movies. Okay. I really, watched too much of him. Yeah. There was someone else, uh, Liam Neeson. Oh, okay. of course. You can't go wrong right. with him. No. Yeah. yeah. All right, Val. Appreciate your time. You, you did a great job as the first guest on the official Jets podcast in 2019. What do you think about New York? By the way, I did want to ask uh, One Jets Drive, uh, tremendous job by our production mm-hmm. crew and yourself as far as uh, your appearance on it. But uh, are you going to make stops throughout the year in the city? at a couple of these uh, rugby league uh, places where uh, fans gather and watch some games? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't mind it if If, if time can. permits. Yeah if, yeah, if time permits, yeah, if I have a day off or whatever, or I can get in there. Like I said, it's like an hour train ride mm-hmm. from, from Madison, so uh, if, I'm, if I'm up for it or whatever. But, yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to kind of sit down and you know, watch a few games with, with can, some fellow Aussies. Can fans buy you a pint or they got to wait until the Aussies? <laughs> Pine, that's a big that's a big drink, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I probably just can, can they up. buy you can they buy you a drink? How about that? I mean, if I if I'm allowed to, yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. All right, well Val, appreciate the time and best of luck this season. All right, thanks guys. Thanks, thanks for having man. me. Okay, so how about Valentine talking about casually running twenty six? I knew you were gonna bring that up. I, yeah, that's ridiculous. I, you run every day. No, can no, no, run? but I casually ran a half marathon a few years back. Okay. And my legs felt like cement <laughs> afterwards. But that just speaks to the sh- kind of shape a professional athlete yeah. is in. Okay, I was g- because I was going to ask. You frequently run with your dog. Yeah. But, so, but could you imagine just getting no. up and obviously he didn't just wake up and decide no. he's going to run. He's played in rugby league, so the conditioning was there. But to me, that's still crazy. Listen, his wife is obviously very driven. Anybody <laughs> yeah. who's run multiple marathons in their time that speaks to their mindset so that's a great pair and when your wife's running a marathon i gotta imagine you're saying to yourself i gotta finish (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and i will say that i thought it was i wonder how quickly val's wife would have completed the marathon had Val not been there. Yeah. Because he did, I mean, based on what Val was saying, she is quite the runner. He didn't really jump on that, but I do want a bucket list from him at some point because, again, rugby league star, runs the New York City Marathon. Yeah. Now he's a member of the New York Jets. It's a hell of a life. Yeah, I feel like I'd like to accomplish something of similar magnitude for just one of those things, not let alone three, before the age of 25. Yeah, and I know I feel bad for some folks over there because if you're a fan of the Sharks, right? My friend, my my friend, true story. I didn't say this to him, but my friend is a fan of the Sharks. Yeah. And when Val signed here, he texted me immediately and was like, "You got to watch out for this guy." Da 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 da. He's part of my favorite team. It hurts you because you know. Let's bring Michael Jordan back into the conversation by saying, you know, he oh, took, that's a good comparison. He, he, yeah. he took some time off after his father's. Uh, tragic death, and then he went to minor league baseball. Right. So if you're a Bulls fan, <laughs> you love Jordan, but you're like, come back to the Bulls. Right. I, which he ultimately did. I think that's a 
to me, the first thing that stuck out in my mind to try to compare, I didn't do it, was Andrew Luck. Somehow compare that situation to Valentine's. It's completely different. Yeah. But Michael Jordan, that's a very good example. So I'm glad you brought that up. And, again, please leave us a review. The official Jets podcast is back for 2019, better than ever. You got questions, we'll answer. We're going to have awesome guests along the way. I'm excited. No doubt. No doubt. Stay tuned. Leave us a review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you want to find a podcast, find us, and we'll see you next week.